0: Will Chai ever become best friends with Mario? We're talking the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase and more in this episode of Gaming Insight. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Gaming Insight with me, Steve Saylor, the weekly podcast where I and a special guest talk about the biggest gaming news of the week for about 30-ish minutes. And today's special guest is none other then kind of funny co-founder and 30 under 30, Tim Geddes. What's up, Tim?
1: Steve, thank you so much for having me on this. I'm so excited to talk about a lot of things, but specifically Nintendo, one of my passions in life and hanging out with good friends, Tom, about video games, always a fun time. So thank you for having me.
0: No, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. This is episode two. So, you know, I'm hitting with the big guns already. Let's go. Wow. What an honor. (laughs) This is great. Now, before we get into the story, of course, um, we basically want want to be able to let folks know that if you like this show and want to support me, you can go to patreon.com slash Steve Saylor, where paid members get this podcast a day early and also a daily morning podcast with me where I talk about the daily gaming news and accessibility news and so much more. All right, Tim, let's let's talk Nintendo uh, Direct Partner Showcase. I actually have not heard your thoughts on it. Uh, what yeah. were your thoughts about the games that were announced and uh, what Nintendo uh, put out there?
1: I absolutely loved this. I feel like this is uh, pretty much as good as a Nintendo partner showcase is going to be. Uh, we've seen a lot of these in the past. And, you know, when you look at Nintendo, uh, the, the entire history since Direct started, um, they're, they can be very hit or miss. And there's the ones that have the, the lofty expectations. There's the ones that have um, pretty like near the ground expectations. No matter what, though, before it happens, we're, we're at lofty. Everyone's coming and expecting the, the moon and back. And and I understand why, because uh, unlike a lot of other showcases, Nintendo has proven in the past they can bring the hype. They can deliver in a way that's like, oh, wow, that's what an S tier showcase looks like. And that just makes, you know, showcases that are maybe, you know, D tier look even worse. But even B tier, sometimes A tier, maybe aren't like, oh, well, where's this and where's that, like the bigger heavy hitters. But with the partner showcase, I feel like the expectations are always set correctly where you're like, oh, don't expect much from this. Like this is going to be third party obligations. This is going to be marketing agreements. This is going to be that type of stuff. Um, And for this being the what? seventh year of the switch's life and Mm -hmm. pretty much in the twilight years of the system whether it's this year or next year for this to be a partner showcase coming out in 2024 with this many fun exciting games that were legit surprises or things that we've expected but are finally getting confirmed i think this was a pretty big win
0: so how would you rate it on either let's say the kind of funny scale or on the letter scale of uh showcases that or at least (laughs) nintendo directs that you've seen in the past
1: Oh, man, see, that's that gets really hard because I feel like it's, it's the context is necessary there. Where did mm-hmm. this achieve its goal? and in that sense i think it deserves an a like i think that it it deserves okay. the like oh it, it really did what it was what it set out to do they had uh you know clear expectations set they let us know how long it was going to be it was, uh, games coming out in this time frame and all that stuff they committed to um and again there's legit surprises here i don't think that there's any single game here that's like uh oh man like you know like The reaction videos are going to be crazy, but I think it's more like, oh, there's a there was a ton of games here, like what twenty games or so, and we need to remember that like a lot of these game announcements are are things that get leaked or teased, so it doesn't feel that exciting when they're finally announced. But we got grounded coming to Switch, like we got some Xbox games coming to Switch, which I know we kind of already knew, but like let's imagine that all the Xbox stuff didn't happen; it was going to be announced here that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty exciting right and then on top of that things like epic mickey coming back like that is yes. such a perfect oh example to me of an uh, of a game that i'm like yeah i i want to see that game come back that game was good it wasn't amazing but it was good and it getting another chance at life i think is great the the shadow drop or like announcement of it's out today of um penny's big breakaway That is a win. That is that game I am so excited for. I've heard nothing but good things. I played about an hour of it and I am obsessed. So it dropping like that yesterday, a legit surprise and a really, really, really exciting one uh, when we get to, to just play it now.
0: So, were there any other games that uh, that kind of popped off for you? Like, because yeah, I, I did see you tweet about pennies. Uh, like I wasn't actually. I was like, I didn't know anything about it until I think it was either you or blessing that said it was. It was from the Sonic Mania team, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think so- I might need to check this out.
1: It's a lot of people that uh, used to work on the so- Sonic Mania team, um, including the, the people that worked on the soundtrack, T-Lopes, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, so the vibes are right, for sure. But it it feels really special, man, like to to put this game on. And I, I haven't beat it. Like, I'm still pretty early in it. But it is a impeccably designed platformer, 3D platformer, that uh, is a little difficult to wrap your head around because it's it doesn't exactly play like most 3d platformers do the right stick doesn't control the camera the camera's fixed but once you just kind of give up the the impulse to like need to control the camera at all times and just understand they're showing you exactly what you need to see and they're kind of guiding you in levels that have the design of a mario galaxy or a mario 3d world where they're more linear but they're kind of just taking you through the set of obstacles but it's very sonic like in that it's momentum based and you're you use your yo-yo so the right stick controls your yo-yo to either spin around and hit enemies or get on top of and roll down half pipes like it's kind of a tim getty's dream game like i just mentioned mario galaxy mario 3d world level design like it doesn't get much higher praise than that right uh but you add on some tony hawk elements some sonic the hedgehog elements just the good ones oh man we have a winner on our hands
0: this does sound like a very tim ass game i love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so let's i mean let's definitely talk about uh like nintendo as a whole i mean we're definitely coming up on what seems to be like at like all point, like uh, things are pointing to this being in the last year of the Switch, uh, and looking forward to uh, the Switch Two. Um, how are you thinking about um, this y- last year? I mean, I think I've heard you mention before about sort of like the what the last hor- last horsemen as far as the big games the for four Nintendo. Horsemen, yeah, um, even with this week or sort of the potential of a uh, 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 Metroid Prime Four saying <laughs> that it p- might actually come out this year. What are your thoughts about like, what is it like Nintendo swan song of a year for the Nintendo Switch? I mean, honestly, I'm I'm endlessly impressed. And I, I, I know that uh, a
1: lot of people can can hear me talk about Nintendo's last year, last two years, like what this all looks like and be like, wow, how could you possibly be excited about this? And the answer is there's a ton of high quality games coming out that are focused on hitting specific audiences that they're gonna resonate with, they're going to. They have a proven track record now of years of delivering. And I'm just so impressed that they're able to put out this many games still, this far into the Switch's life cycle. And I understand a lot of ports, I understand a lot of um, sequels, a lot of this and that, there's a lot of other things too and not to say any of those things are bad like we're talking about some of the best games ever made and some games that were just overlooked or not given a real shot and as a lifelong Nintendo fan I was you know a, a young kid growing up with the uh, Super Nintendo NES N64 like that all those but uh even GameCube I, I would argue I was young enough to just kind of let happen to me where it was just exciting to be playing games but The Wii and then the Wii U and the the DS and 3DS, there was some major wins there for sure. But in terms of a cadence, a steady cadence of releases that was keeping me engaged and keeping me picking the system up and a steady cadence of announcements to keep me excited for what I'm about to play next, we have never had it better. And what they've pulled off with the Switch generation from beginning to now is in, it's incredible and that's why i can look at this lineup and yeah sure it doesn't have metroid prime it doesn't have like the next 3d mario or the next this or the next that or some new ip or whatever but it does have a lot of really 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 great looking games and that's in addition to things that we know are common like super princess peach which is great new ip let's let's try mm-hmm. something a little bit different and i love when nintendo gets that type of weird like that results in things like luigi's mansion which is amazing and another franchise that has found success before but it wasn't until the switch that luigi's mansion 3 is like oh this is a over 10 million selling game wow
0: yeah, that's the thing I, I was I kind of noticed with I mean, with a lot of like sort of end of cycle uh, generations for for consoles. I've I've generally seen a lot of kind of like, OK, now, now we're getting the games that are literally kind of showing off all the capabilities of what the console can be able to do. Uh, and I think that uh, like because we've had like I, I just want a great example this is basically The Last of Us, obviously, with the PS3 going to the PS4. Like that was kind of like the best of the PS3. But then like it almost was like it was a PS4 game, but just designed for the PS3 in a sense and so but i i kind of look at the nintendo switch as kind of like I don't know. Like, I, I, I want to know your thoughts. Sort of like, is there like a particular game that either is not really talked about as sort of like really showing off the capabilities of what the Switch can do now? Not like sort of like what the potential of what the Switch can do for like the Switch Two, but like what it can be able to do now. The first one that comes to mind would be obviously Tears of the Kingdom, but uh, I was wondering if there was any other game that you could think of that like is like no, like at the end of this cycle generation, this is sort of the game that uh, would like you want to see what the Switch can do. This is it. I mean, look, it, Nintendo's always done things differently, and I sure. think that, that <laughs> Nintendo a Nintendo,
1: <laughs> yeah, and for better or worse, for sure. But looking mm-hmm. at what you're talking about about the end of end of life, like here's the big game. PS2 had God of War two, uh, yep. you know. You, you mentioned Last of Us, like we we've seen this now uh, a couple times. Last of Us two on PS4, right? Same sure, exact yeah. idea. Um, so while those systems had that that sony is pushing the tech i feel like that's because developers needed the time to learn the system and figure out how to really push it and get all of the whatever those big next-gen features were out of the system nintendo isn't that way nintendo has always not always but in in recent generations been more hey, we have a gimmick. We're not pushing for power. We're pushing for this gimmick. And here's why that gimmick is fun. Here's how it, why it's going to work. And that's why you look at the Wii, and it succeeded because out the gate, they had Wii Sports, which was a perfect pitch of why the gimmick works. But then you also had Twilight Princess, which was, hey, but for the more core gamer, here's a good implementation of that gimmick in something that we know you're going to love. Uh, and remember, that was cross-gen as well. But The gimmick Mm -hmm. enhanced it. It made it the version that people wanted. A lot of people were like, I don't, but like, it worked for the Wii. Jump into the Switch, the gimmick is, it's a console. There's no longer a split library between 3DS and Wii U. Nintendo's putting all their effort into one thing that is a console and a handheld. And from day one, that gimmick worked, and it hasn't stopped working. So I don't really see it as like, oh, Nintendo was building to some like bigger moment than what came before, because They launched with Breath of the Wild, also on Wii U, but launched on Breath of the Wild, eventually got Twilight, uh, not Twilight, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. In between that, we got Mario Odyssey. We got like so many of these big, big games. And it's like, I I don't think that you look at, I mean, in a lot of ways, yes. But in a lot of ways, you look at Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and it's not like, oh, wow, Nintendo needed to get through the entire Switch lifecycle to get to this point. From right. uh using the tech perspective, I think that's more just game design and more like the creativity that those Nintendo devs have. All that to say, you look at the Wii U and its critical failure was that its gimmick never had a selling point. It never had a Wii Sports, it never had even uh here's Twilight Princess, but the better way to play. It was like, sure. here's Nintendo Land, fun game. I love Nintendo Land, but it was, it never got past gimmick. That was a Mm -hmm. fun weekend with friends, but that wasn't a reason that the Wii U had to be, and we never got that. But that's why with the Switch, I feel like we've gotten these games the entire time to prove the use case of pushing the Switch. And if there's anything we don't need, is the Switch to be pushed anymore?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true, yeah, because I was kind of thinking about it, like, uh, I mean... Before we got the the partner showcase, I think people were kind of like considering, okay, when is Nintendo gonna uh, officially announce this long-rumored Switch 2, um, whether it was gonna be like right now or potentially in March or a little bit later down the road. And now we kind of got the delay of it potentially being in like, uh, coming out in 2025 uh, instead of this year. I started to kind of think about, yeah, like kind of the, the legacy of, of the Switch. And yeah, there's definitely there, but I think in a sense, like Zelda kind of was sort of that, like it was the tentpole of 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 the beginning of, and then sort of the end of the of the Switch generation. We had Breath of the Wild showcasing all of what the Switch can do. Sure, yeah, you're right. I think it was sort of like it had a, obviously it had to be able to work on the Wii U, but it had that sort of like oh, this is what this is what we could be able to do with the uh, with the Switch, and then go into like tears of the kingdom i feel like that they were able to able to like okay now we know the system it's now just for the switch now we can be able to improve on what we created and literally create two separate maps almost like one on top of the other uh that it, it kind of in a way proved like everyone was saying like oh no switch hardware can't handle anything anymore like what can you be able to do and then and then nintendo's like yeah no we got this uh and it just yeah. worked. um and it was kind of interesting to kind of see like all, like kind of just the, the, the entire history. Um, but I wanted to like ask you, when do you think like, we're like, I know that this is just the, the million dollar question of when do you think we're going to finally be able to hear more about the, about the switch too, as sort of the, uh, the, the, my, in my mind, the de facto sort of like Nintendo expert. what do you see the timeline of, of, <laughs> of when this is uh, gonna, like when we're going to finally be able to see, and then potentially have our hands on uh, the switch Two.
1: I mean, I think we're in a a clearly shifting landscape where I think the answer to that question uh, is probably not even locked down. And I do think that there that things have changed where I was fairly convinced. I mean, I was convinced we were getting it in 2024. I still kind of somewhere inside me feel like we still might. But same in the last week, in the last week, the amount of reports from people that i trust that are saying things are delayed things are shifting third parties are talking about um being told hey it's the launch is going to be next year i'm starting to buy it and like i'm only disappointed because i always want to play new exciting nintendo games like that's it i think the most important thing is for them to get this right like they need Mm -hmm. to keep the momentum that the switch had and if that means waiting so that they have the right not just launch lineup but like follow-up lineup because that's what worked for the switch the year one of the switch had a big game essentially every month whether that was a port like mario kart or a new ip like arms and obviously i don't need to bring up zelda and mario um Mm. but even in between they had smaller titles that were still of consequence right um that were were coming out there and they need to do that again and uh, i think they're kind of set up to do that i think they're in a great place because we have a lot of question marks around what a lot of the big, heavy-hitting Nintendo devs have been working on. Like, what is the 3D Mario team working on? They did Bowser's Fury, the the very small project added on to 3D world. That was the last thing we heard from them. That was years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. The Mario Kart team, they worked on ARMS but that was essentially like a launch window title. They ported the game and then they've been doing all of the the DLC for Mario Kart 8 uh, over the last like two years. But even looking at what that is, there's there was a couple new courses altogether, but most of it was just uh enhanced versions of existing things which so much work has to go into that and they did an amazing job I love that DLC but you compare the DLC to the the proper in-game levels there wasn't as much love put into them so it gets me thinking what have they been working on what is the mm. Mario Kart team working on and I mean, the answer is probably Mario Kart but my point is I think we're ready for not just we're ready the audience is ready but the devs are ready to produce a 3D Mario a Mario Kart an animal crossing, like go down the line of repeat what the Switch did, but just do it again. And that's something that Nintendo has struggled with generation to generation. I don't think they've ever been in this position where you look at N64, GameCube, Wii Wii U, the major franchises never had back-to-back. Oh, they were all on this console and then they were all on that one. Like N64 just didn't have a Metroid game, just period. Wii U mm-hmm. didn't have a Metroid game, right? Um, then you look at uh The Switch, it has every franchise. I think the only major Nintendo franchise that didn't have a unique entry on Switch was Donkey Kong. And yeah. that is kind of surprising, honestly. But they did have the port of Tropical Freeze, one of the best two D yep. platforms of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't have; there was no core Donkey Kong two D or three D game, which I do find pretty interesting. Uh, I'm rambling now, but I hope that there's a no, point that I'm that, making. I fine. forgot what you even asked. <laughs> no, because I,
0: I was because uh, I was going to say, like, you're right. I think because I mean, Nintendo's kind of been like the one sort of uh, uh, like uh, out of the big three consoles, like they've they kind of have this, like every console is always different. Like there's always something different, whether it's the controller or the, 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 you know, advancements and whatever, like you said, gimmicks before, but it's like, they never really had a consistent sort of lineup that would transfer pretty easily from one to the other, other than potentially like the Wii U into the switch. And now we're kind of looking at the switch to potentially like with, the, with the rumors of that being this revel relatively the same, like we haven't heard like other than just sort of upgraded everything. Thing. I mean, we don't know uh, what new sort of thing is, you know, again, Nintendo's gonna Nintendo, and they may just add one extra gimmick in there that we did not know about. But, um, do you think that we're gonna see like basically uh, like uh, just an iteration, not a complete revolution of a Nintendo console?
1: Yeah, revolution. I like what you did there. Uh, no, I I Nintendo's gonna Nintendo, so I, I've said this many times, but trying to find a pattern with Nintendo is a fool's errand. like it's there's they do the, they do what they want. When they want to do it. Having said all that, the switch has found a success for them on both the hardware and software side that it's just simply unrivaled. I don't know why they would want to risk this. They've they've seen what risk has done before in a negative way of following up consoles with things like the Wii U. Um, but even looking at things like the 3DS compared to the DS, DS had astronomical success. So to think that you're going to repeat that is it's wild. So no shame on them. But the 3DS, I do think was an example of a gimmick that i don't think necessarily got in the way of it because i don't think that like the 3d at the end of the day uh, they stopped (laughs) like pokemon sun and moon came out on the 3ds and just didn't have 3d so it's like for all intents and purposes it was the ds2 um Mm -hmm. but i i my money is that it is going to be the switch too I I think that they're going to want to continue the success of the Switch. It is just going to be what that means to people, which is just a better Switch. I feel like that is the most I got to have it type uh, marketing argument, because what does that mean? You're going to get a sequel lineup to all those banger games that you played in 2017, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Like they've done this. They just need to do it again. And I think that they'll get all those people back and probably more
0: yeah I think I think you're absolutely right so okay so now jumping into the uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's all right it's all right now jumping into sort of the the other like the other sort of big and kind of thing about this showcase was obviously uh, this is the like the first time now we're seeing like what of the four games that Xbox was saying was going multi-platform is now you know we have a we have a a lot more information about that and what the four games are and what platforms they were uh, they're going on Uh, I talked with MC Fixer last week about Everything that happened with Xbox, but I want to know your thoughts on it because uh, I would have, I would have bet money. I would have went to Vegas and I would have bet money that Hi-Fi Rush was going to be in this in the showcase. And yet we got grounded and Pentiment, both Obsidian games and both great games in and of itself. But I would have bet a lot of money on Hi-Fi Rush being in this showcase. What are your thoughts on the games that were pu- announced for Switch on from Xbox and what were, was it announced for Switch on Xbox?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I'm with you. I don't know that I would have bet everything on it. Like I I would still there's I would have expected it. Let me say that. I, I, I mm-hmm. feel like Pentiment and Grounded, I thought were for sure things. Um, and I, I would say that I probably also thought Hi-Fi Rush was a for sure thing, too. And I am a little surprised that it's not there to the point that I feel like there must just be something else at play in the same way that when Xbox had were essentially let me say this straight. When they were forced to come <laughs> yes. forth and be like, hey, here's where we're at, here's what's happening, but it's like, hey, there's four games we can't actually say what they are. And it's like we're all like, why can't you? Why'd you even do this? And it's because their hand was forced. Like they yeah. had to talk, but they couldn't say certain things. And clearly we now know one of those things was, oh, it was a marketing agreement that Nintendo was going to own these announcements. And then mm-hmm. on the same side, PlayStation seemed to own the Hi-Fi Rush announcement the fact that the the switch version of that game is not announced there i find very weird i even at this point i'm willing to bet it's coming to switch i just don't understand why we don't know that yet um but there is also a world where it's just not for some reason whether it just can't run or whether there's there's some other problems i don't know but um i am surprised that it, it wasn't announced as part of this
0: yeah, it's actually, uh, so, like, even just before this, I mean, uh, I don't know how, I mean, in, in, Insider Gaming uh, literally kind of just put out that, that apparently that they might be holding off for the Switch 2. I don't know how much credence there is that, because they do say that just, all they say is sources say, but they don't really kind of give a lot more other than then it's just they might be holding it back for, like, Hi-Fi Rush for the Switch 2, so... Ah, I don't know.
1: it's it's uh, uh yeah it's I, weird I
0: like- it, w- it was kind of weird just seeing it I'm like oh wait where's hi-fi rush and then it got wait oh ps5 oh okay. yeah
1: yeah yeah i i i don't know man the the, the moment you start talking switch to i i feel like it is a lot of theorizing which is fun yeah and that makes sense but i feel like we just don't have enough answers yet like even going back to you asking me like when do i think the switch is coming it's like everything is shifting and changing but like the question i actually care about more is what's up with metroid prime 4 because Mm. i i'm really interested in and this actually kind of ties back a couple of questions you you've asked today but like is metroid prime 4 the switch swan song game like is that the the big final moment for the switch is it also the crossover debut of the switch 2 like Mm -hmm. is it a cross game or is it a a cross-gen game or is it just a Switch game or just a Switch 2 game? Personally, I don't really mind one way or the other or anything. Like, I want Metroid to be played by as many people as possible. I love that franchise and I feel like they're going to really put their all into Prime 4 because they have to, but Dread was incredible and i would rather dread be on as many consoles as possible for people to be able to play because metroid is traditionally not a high seller not just traditionally it's never been a high selling franchise and Mm -hmm. guess what else wasn't the most megaton sales franchise of all time zelda
0: until very true the switch
1: and like again it still sold millions but it didn't sell 20 million like right breath of the Wild. The combination of that game being as good as it was reinventing Zelda and introducing Zelda in, in, in a new way to audiences despite there being a Zelda essentially annually for decades combined with the Switch working as well as it did made Zelda, Zelda a, a much more popular uh, franchise and mm. um, I I feel like Metroid has to be capable of that to some extent like maybe not to the, the degree of Zelda but Metroid's cool, man. Samus is cool. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like there's a definitely, and Metroid Prime is also one of the best games of all time. So, sure. uh, as well as Super uh, Metroid and, and many Metroids. So I feel like whatever Nintendo can do to give Metroid the best chance of success, that's what I want to see. And I personally, at this point, don't know if what of those options that answer is.
0: Because I was, because uh, as you were saying, I was just kind of thinking about it, and and you would be, uh, I think the the person would know this. Has Nintendo ever had a, a holiday season where they didn't have at least a game going into holidays that this is the Switch game to be able to get? Because. The Switch game. Right okay. Now.
1: I thought I thought we were saying it has Nintendo ever. I was like, oh, Steve, let me introduce you to the Wii U era. Like yeah, <laughs> oh, even the Wii yeah, era. No. Even the Wii U.
0: For the Switch specifically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I do just want to point out, like, like we we dunk on the Wii U a lot. And sure. it's well deserved for a lot of reasons. But like looking at the Wii, man, there were some years that there was just nothing of consequence coming out. There's a lot of good, but like there wasn't mm. these, these the big games we're talking about. And uh, uh funnily enough the wii u i would argue has more amazing games than the wii had and uh the funniest thing there is we know that because we played them all on the switch <laughs> it's like it's just they ported yep. all like and they're so good there was so many mm-hmm. amazing wii u games uh well the problem is though there's not so many like there's a there's a pretty good amount of them and then there was just nothing else and right. i feel like you can compare that to the switch because it had those ports because it had a lot of brand new games that were amazing. And a lot of things fill in the gaps. Like every year we've had a pretty, we had a major game come out. Um, I think the one exception would be, and, and some years, instead of getting a major game, we got like a couple smaller games. Like there was one year, I think it was 2019. We got astral chain and, um, uh, Luigi's mansion three and Mm -hmm. Zelda links awakening remake which were all great games, but like those aren't Mario Odyssey. You know what I mean? Like right. those aren't like that, but that Nintendo just has that ability to have like, instead of one giant, we're giving you three big guys. Uh, yeah. And then there was 2020 that um, was probably the worst year for Nintendo switch titles, mm-hmm. but it had animal crossing in March. Yes. Like, yes. so sure. It pretty much only had paper Mario origami King. That was whatever in the summer, it had Animal Crossing. It didn't need anything else, and there was also right. a pandemic going
0: on. Sure, but I think yeah, as well, because I the reason why I asked, like at least for the holidays, because we don't know what like it, what, uh, if there is a Nintendo game coming out this holiday, right? Like there's like that sort of slot has been is kind of open right now. Like that could potentially lead into um, like Metroid Prime Four, uh, like right up to the end of the year, as you said.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it. Yes. The answer is yes. I think that there is a high likelihood that that is going to happen. And I think the thing was the holiday was going to be switched too. And I I, I believe that was Nintendo's plan. And I believe that might have changed. But again, I I think that that change is if they're making it for a reason, and I would rather them get things right, because the moment Nintendo breaks its momentum, I think we're going to be in a potentially very scary place that i don't want to go back to and i've been there many times before um but yeah metroid prime 4 i i wouldn't be surprised if it comes out this this fall having okay. said that i if it didn't i'd be like i get it <laughs> like yeah <laughs> I, I, I i i think that this year god i feel like such a spoiled brat saying this because i just uh reviewed final fantasy 7 rebirth and gave it a five i reviewed prince of persia lost crown a couple of weeks ago gave it a five oh, and yeah. both of those games are absolutely absolutely incredible and some of my all-time favorites and 2024 is already off to a start that is rivaling 2023 in terms of quality games and i'm not even talking about the games i'm not playing like hell divers that everyone in this office is obsessed with and there's some card game everyone's talking about baldier or something like that i don't know everyone I don't know there's, I there's amazing either, games it looks good <laughs> yeah amazing games are happening right now but it's like i'm looking at the rest of the year and i'm like i You know, I think that Sony coming out and being like, hey, we're not going to have any of those big ones. And um, Mm -hmm. Nintendo, with where we're at here, if the Switch 2 doesn't happen, it's kind of, all right, we're either getting Metroid Prime or we're not. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get much. The one thing that I feel is a surefire bet that we'll probably hear about next Tuesday, uh, uh, Pokemon Day, will be whatever this year's Pokemon game is. And that is sure to sell between 10 and 20 million copies, whatever it is if it is at any of their verticals of mainline games
0: I, I you know what i'll i'll admit i i, I am a sort of a, a not necessarily a big sort of pokemon fan uh however just within the past year i, I finally got my hands on an analog pocket and i've been Hell really yeah. like j- i jumped into uh to, to ruby red and i've been love like it. ooh, i've been, like i really would love to be able to play like a, a decent one and i know the last one obviously had its issues. so i would love to be able to hopefully make like i don't know i would i would love to be able to see like how to more like gba uh, remakes or gb like uh like things on the nso like that would be really cool to me to be able to play that on a switch Mm -hmm. yeah
1: um i mean look i've said this countless times before and i've been wrong every time but i it's getting to the point that i'm like i'm gonna have to be right at some point i think that next tuesday i think as of february 22nd 2024 right now i think that we're going to get Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, sil- Gold Silver Crystal, Ruby, Sapphire, Emeralds and Fire Red, Leaf Green on Nintendo Switch online next ah. week. It might be part of the expansion pack. You might like that'll be the where the extra money comes in or whatever, sure. but I I think it is it is time and I don't think they're going to have they'll have other things to talk about, but um and I imagine they will have a core game whether it's a let's go game a legends game or a black and white remake in the style of brilliant diamond and shining pearl fingers crossed it's not that um i yeah I, that's what i kind of i think that the big announcements from pokemon day are going to be finally the game boy and game boy advance games on online and here's whatever the new big one
0: for the fall is well, I will say, uh, Tim, you're definitely more, uh, right than you are wrong. So I, uh, I oh, would, no I really that. hope that you like, I'm <laughs> even with you that we'll get all those, uh, exactly like for, by, uh, by next week, but we'll learn more about that next week. But uh, Tim, I want to thank you for, for joining me on this episode. Uh, I really appreciate it. Where can be able to uh, find you and all the work that you're doing?
1: You can find me at Tim Geddes, Getty's, G-E-T-T-Y-S, on all the social media platforms. But more importantly, you can find me at Kind of Funny. Every single day, we make fun videos here, hanging out with our friends, having a great time. Uh, and again, Steve, thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry if I talked way too much about this, but we don't have a Nintendo show. Uh, I of funny, so <laughs> this any is why chance I, I get you <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like any chance I get, I want to talk. And also, like because, this, uh, because of scheduling, I wasn't actually able to react to the Nintendo Direct or be on Game daily that day so this is my first time to really talk about it so thank you for giving me that platform
0: no it is absolutely my pleasure uh so thank you so much and if you want to be able to check out more about what i do you can be able to go to St- uh, any steve sailor pretty much everywhere on social media but if you want to be able to support me if to go to patreon.com steve sailor and you'll be able to get a daily a bonus show from me uh but then you can also be able to check out patreon.com slash kind of funny too so make sure to go support both uh all right thanks so much see you all next week as always i remain obediently yours bye